Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. All right, many forget the true meaning of Christmas, which celebrates the birth of Jesus. And during these times, we all need to take a moment and be grateful for what we have in our lives right now, and that is the ones who are nearest and dearest to you. Our tradition on Christmas Eve here on WGN Radio is inviting His Eminence, Cardinal Blaise Supich, Archbishop of Chicago, who serves over 2.4 million Catholics in Chicago and beyond. Merry Christmas to you, Cardinal. Thank you, Dave. It's great to be with you again. Thank you. And also in studio with me are all three of my kids, which has kind of been a tradition with you, is my son Joshua, my daughter Emma, and my son Alex. Good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hello. Hello to all of you as well. So uh, you're always busy. I mean, I I would almost think this is, you know, you're having a coffee and so forth. This is probably the least busiest of your day today. Well, it, it uh, it's great to start the morning uh, to be on the show with you, to greet people. Uh, and then later on today, I'm going to uh, go over to Lurie Children's Hospital, as I usually do on Christmas Eve. And um, it, it's an opportunity not only to visit uh, the young people there and their families, but uh, also the staff. They're, they're really heroic people. And especially during the pandemic, I saw that to be the case. So uh, it's, a, it's a great time for me. I, I really uh, come away uh, really really gifted by that uh, their their presence and, and all their a good example our first responders our nurses are you're absolutely right these people who work tirelessly for us 24 uh, 7 we are grateful for them today Without question, and um, especially the people who have to be out in the cold every day too. I, you know, I I see the the police and the fire department people out, uh, the people yeah. who also who are you know picking up the trash and uh, getting the streets cleaned and everything else. It's uh, it really is demanding. No question, no question. I know the kids have some questions for you, Alex. We're going to start with you. What is your question for Cardinal Supich? Um, why did you want to become a priest? Well, it's a very interesting. Uh, when I was in high school. Uh, I was uh, slated to go off to to uh, go to college and study pre-law. I was going to be a lawyer. Uh, my brother was going to the seminary, and so they said, well, maybe you should go too. And I said, well, isn't it like those gifts, one per family, those coupons? Yeah, right. And they said, no, no, it doesn't work that way. So uh, both of us went in, and uh, and then um, he decided to drop out, and I continued. And, and I think I, I just came to a realization over the years that it was a good fit for me. So there was no bull out of the blue but it just seemed it seemed uh to be a good fit very cool um christmas of course you have memories of childhood emma you got a question um what are your favorite christmas memories growing up well it would always be uh I, I would sing in the choir when I was in grade school uh, with my brothers uh, at midnight mass, and then I'd come home, and uh, we'd get up early and have to carry papers uh, because there was a morning paper for the Omaha World Herald, and then we'd get ready to go to seven thirty mass and uh, sing in the Croatian choir, and then after mass we would go and do Christmas carols for people who were shut in, and then we'd come home, and only then could we open our Christmas gifts. After you so, uh, and then oh, wow. we had a nice breakfast. So we. We had to we had to wait i say food is such a big part of holiday celebrations what were some of those special dishes like your mother or your father you know put together for those days well of course the uh different kinds of cookies and pastries uh were were really a part of the season and then uh in the morning as 
well. We would have uh, uh, something like uh, egg and ham uh, with uh, with uh, the nut bread, povitica, oh, we'd call okay. it, huh? Uh, or povi for short. And uh, and it, it, in fact, my sister uh, Marge, who lives uh, in Arizona, uh, told me the other day she's sending me one in time for Christmas. Oh, that's so great. when I get back, I'm going to be looking You're for it. You're hoping it's there. You're hoping it's there. Uh, Josh would like to do a confession on air. Uh, he's uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You can do that later. Uh, we had our Wigilia last night, which is a Polish Christmas Eve, which right. has many traditions mm-hmm. as well. I want you to share what some of those traditions were. Oh, man. Um, well, Food, a uh, lot of food. Oh, food-wise. Um, well, we start with bread and honey. That's kind of the classic. Sometimes we could do a little bit of garlic in there, too. Um, we do that. We do uh, pol- uh, Polish mushroom soup, which is like a hit. That's like the main kind of deal. Um, pierogi, uh, mashed potatoes. Uh, we do a fish. It's meatless. So no meat. Uh, we fry shrimp. Uh, we batter shrimp, fry that, and then salmon. we also do salmon. Yeah, and some sauerkraut as well. Very mm-hmm. Polish. Oh, did you have something? I was going to say sauerkraut. The sauerkraut as well. Oh, yeah. yes. You, you need that. Yes, it's very Polish. Absolutely. Um, so just talking about uh, the archdiocese, you know, Renew My Church has been such a large subject for a very long time, the last six years uh, on this journey, but it is now entering a new phase. That's right. And it's called Building the New Reality. So we're now going to pivot. We've done the kind of structural, organizational uh, realignment in the archdiocese, and uh, we always plan to now pivot to attend to ways in which we can make these very strong faith communities, um, because now they're at least of a size of a critical mass to have that kind of support. Uh, and how, how do we help people in the parishes understand that uh, they have responsibility to reach out to the people who are in their neighborhood? Uh, as the Pope said, uh, the church should be a field hospital, and people are beginning to, to really take to that. So we're already seeing some great signs of uh, being able to pivot from the organizational structural changes to one that involves spiritual development. And a lot of this wasn't easy, but every, every really city community has to do this because there's just not enough priests and you know we've got to make sure we're using our resources properly so you know we went from 344 parishes to 221 which we had to do but it's now about strengthening those 221 communities right and i think also to keep in mind that uh, one of the main reasons for the uh the need needed uh realignment was uh, changing demographics uh, many true. of these immigrant uh, communities lived in various neighborhoods now that have moved away and so uh they their communities were too small to to have any kind of viable, uh, sustainable, long-term uh, community. So what we're doing is strengthening these communities, but also then able to um, uh, use our personnel in such a way that's going to provide the right leadership to go forward. One of the big focuses also needs to be engaging younger families to, to play a more critical role. You know, our, you know, we've got a lot of very strong Catholic schools, a lot of people paying good money to send their kids to these schools, and they got to make it to to church on Sundays. Yes, and I think that, uh, you know, uh, I really feel for young families. They have so many stretches pulling them each and every uh, different ways. When I grew up in a family, my mother worked but worked at home and was home all the time. Right. That, that's not always possible right. for families. Both right. parents have to work, and so there are real stresses and strains. Kids are involved in sports, and, and, and that's a good thing, too. So I think they always have to look for ways in which they bring balance. But the spiritual life has to be uh, an important ingredient for those strong families, uh, and that's what we're trying to impress upon them. No question, no question. Uh, switching gears a bit, I mean, we're in our it's frigid temperatures right now, winter months, uh, seeing homeless on the streets, and many families are struggling because they've lost jobs, uh, you know, re- reduced hours, whatever it might be. And Catholic charities, especially in Chicago with the Archdiocese, they do so many great things things. 
They do, and um, uh, you know we're we're working with a lot of partners from uh, different religious organizations to the city. Uh, we're glad that uh, the three one one number mm-hmm. was set up for right. for the homeless uh, to be able to make sure that assistance is given to them. Uh, our food pantries through our parishes are also Critical. in many ways uh, helped by the work of Catholic charities. We're doing a lot with asylum seekers who are coming. We've settled almost uh, four thousand of them so far, and we anticipate more will be coming. So Catholic charities, uh, as I said before. Always helps the Catholic Church put its best foot forward, and um, we're really pleased uh, uh, by the work of Sally Blount, who's our uh, president and director of it, and uh, she has a fine team with her. When we talk about um, you know food shortages and, and the pantries, um, y- you always have defined in your mind who those people might be. It's most likely a neighbor that lives on your street, somebody that you talk to every day that you just don't know what their struggles are, and they do need that help, too. Well, they do, and that's why I think it's important uh, to have a lot of volunteers to help with that, to seek people out. Some people are are really homebound and can't get out, and so we have to be sensitive to that as well as those who come to the various food pantries. Uh, But, you know, the food bank here does a great job in coordinating things with our various parish programs. Uh, I've always said that if everybody does their part, we can get a lot done absolutely no question uh the catholic charities homelessness prevention call center one of the largest in the nation has responded to more than four hundred thousand calls providing clients with access to financial assistance other resources on any given night in the city of chicago there could be seven thousand people on the streets of chicago but there's ways that anyone listening right now can help it's, it's it's all about making a donation so that we can provide that support that's right you know it, it does take uh, individuals who are working for catholic charities to to be a part of that effort and so the support that we receive financially from people does uh, have a direct impact on the homeless and uh, we want to continue to encourage people to do that uh, it doesn't take uh, huge gifts all the time you know it's the uh, the the 25 and 50 dollar gifts that people give uh, that accumulates to uh, allow us to, to, to do the programs that are necessary for the city. No question. Uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, you check with your local church when, when there's Mass. Uh, you know, I, uh, one of our former pastors always uh, said on Christmas Eve at, or Christmas Day at the end of Mass, you know we're open all year. That's right. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Because this is not a new thing for us. No, it's not a new thing. It's not a new thing at all. So you said you're going to Lurie's today. You also have a lot of Masses today and tomorrow that you're doing. So let's, right. do, let's throw those out there. So I have Midnight Mass. It'll be on WGN this evening. Right. Um, and then tomorrow uh, there'll be a Mass at ABC, on ABC, the regular one, at 8 o'clock. And I think then the Mercy Home Mass will be at 9 uh, and WGN. WGN as well. And then later on, uh, right after that, I go to um, uh, the Cook County Jail and have Mass uh, there um, at 9 o'clock. And then I stay afterwards because there's a program called A Recipe for Change uh, run by a restaurateur by the name of uh, Bruno Mate who set up this kitchen within um, wow. uh, Cook County Jail. And he teaches uh, those young people, those inmates, uh, the culinary skills and restaurant uh, practices and uh, so there are about 30 of them or so and i will uh, have lunch with them afterwards oh very very cool they're, they're, they're great cooks they, that's great they that's prepare great a great lunch that's great to hear usually christmas night you go out with some buddies uh some colleagues as well right yes uh, 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 family invited me this year oh, nice. but uh, after after the lunch with cook honey jail i'm gonna go home and take a big nap <laughs> a <should>. power nap <laughs> <laughs> you should you absolutely should Did you hear that a family invited and we lost we lost our place here next year we're gonna do this we gotta do this all right uh, we're talking to Cardinal Blaise Supich, Archbishop of Chicago, and right after this, he'll share his Christmas message of peace with you on 720 WGN.
All right, it's Dave Plyer in for Lou this morning. We're sitting with Cardinal Blaise Supich, Archbishop of Chicago. My kids, Josh, Emma, and Alex are also in studio. We were just talking off-air a little bit about the Bears game today. My next guest is uh, from Weber Grill. I know he's tailgating this morning in one-degree temperatures, but uh, I don't know. What do you think uh, we're going to have those? The stadium's going to be filled today? Well, um I think it's going to be whoever's going to be there will make it full in terms of their cheering. <laughs> right. I Let's put it so. that way. I think so. Josh, you have bets on today's game? No. <laughs> I bet that'll be Here's what I heard on well it is, but here's what I heard too is like if you go to StubHub you you could get tickets for like $15 right now. Oh, so if you want to squeeze that in uh, between the okay. hospital and mass, good, good. <laughs> you could do that good. as well. What they're charging I, or paying? Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, they're paying you to come to Soldier Field today. Uh, absolutely. Um, so what we're doing today, Cardinal, if I can share this with you, um, there is a orphanage called the Lydia House uh, that is on Irving Park Road, and we have some friends uh, that run a restaurant, and uh, they're going to host all these children, about 40 kids today. Um, you know, uh, a lot of their customers have adopted a child for the day where they've bought Christmas gifts to them for them and so forth. But it's hard to believe, though, in this day and age that we have an orphanage right here in Chicago. Right. Well, of course, there are many uh, facilities that care yes. for children. I think a mercy home, the yes, wonderful mercy home. work that Father Scott Donahue does. But what impresses me about all of this, is, especially what you're doing, is you're bringing your children with you. And I yeah. think that's an important thing for families to do, to pass on to the next generation their sense of responsibility for folks who are in need uh, that, that's a, that is part of rearing your children of raising your children to give them a sense of empathy about other people who are suffering and also help them understand how grateful they should be for the blessings in their lives no question and with that said um, you know it's really uh, easy to forget about the true meaning of the season so to share his christmas message with you is his eminence cardinal blaze supich This year, perhaps more than in other years, we need the joy and the hope of Christmas, the joy and hope that comes in knowing that God is with us. In taking on our flesh, the Son of God shares our human experiences, our successes and failures, what delights us and saddens us, our anxieties and our dreams. And so as we celebrate the Lord's birth, let us come to appreciate more fully that God walks with us, but also that he urges us to join him in walking with others, especially our sisters and brothers who are in need, for it is in them that we meet him. Walking with them gives us a chance to enter into their lives and come to know them better. And so I invite you all to imagine being a refugee or an asylum seeker with your family, fleeing from violence and terrible danger, or imagine living in a community torn apart by daily threat of gun violence. Imagine facing life-threatening illnesses. Imagine being parents of a sick child in the hospital over Christmas. Imagine living in the war zones of Ukraine. They are all the Christ child, born into the world facing homelessness, danger, poverty, and want. This holy season, then, invites us to do all that we can to be close to those in need, For in sharing the joy and hope of Christmas with them, we come to know who this Christ child is, Emmanuel, God who is with us in every step of our lives. Let us bring that joy and hope to others and come to know more deeply the great meaning of Christmas. I want to assure you that I hold you all close to me in my prayer and at the Lord's table as I celebrate Christmas 
through the Eucharist and in my prayers, asking God who is with us to fill you with his joy, his peace, and hope. God bless you, and Merry Christmas to all of you. Thank you, Cardinal Blaise Supich. Um, I will say before you go, uh, the cathedral is beautiful this time of year, and it's a great opportunity to come if you're downtown Chicago to stop by and come to the church. They really do a great job, wonderful staff. Uh, but, of course, the architecture itself yes. uh, is uh, is stunning. And uh, keep that in mind, uh, Josh, absolutely, because he's studying architecture. <laughs> he is so, studying architecture. You know, uh, yes. make sure whatever you do, make it beautiful. Oh, that's the plan. <laughs> that's the plan. Merry Christmas, Cardinal. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas, everybody. All right, news is next here on seven twenty WGN.